This is the list of my Beatles from favorite to worst. John Lennon, George Harrison, then Paul McCartney, and then Ringo Starr. I mean, Paul McCartney had a lot of fucking great songs and hits. You know what I liked about John Lennon? The fact that he didn't give a fuck about the Beatles. He didn't give two shits about the Beatles. He liked being in the Beatles, absolutely, but he knew it wasn't going to uh, define him as a man, as a musician, as an artist. And so when it was time to go and it was over, he was more than fine with that. That's what I like about John Lennon. Paul McCartney would have been a Beatle to this day if he could have. Not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously, but I like the fact that John knew that there was more to life than just being a Beatle. Stevie C82, you are first on the YouTube. Also first uh, first person in the room tonight. Hacks, what's going on, brother? Trip, what's going on? Mike Gambale, what's up? The Watcher, Ken Kramer. Who's first on uh, the Facebook? Uh, Jason Har. Evening, Lamb Chop. What's up, uh, Jason? How are you, my, uh, my brother? Andy Volin on the YouTube. What's going on, Andy? How are you? <laughs> Aaron Lewis from Stained. What's going on, buddy? We got Vincent Scaramuzzo, of course, and Rachel popping in to say hi. I'm having an afternoon beverage at the bar. Damn. What are you drinking there, Rachel? I should join you because I had a hell of a day. My goodness. Something happened today that has never happened uh, before. Uh, you're looking at the Hudson River, by the way, because people are asking. And uh, way in the distance, that would be the George Washington Bridge. Most people uh, don't know this, but uh, people jump from that bridge a lot. A lot more than you think. And then uh, the papers kind of hide the uh, the story because, you know, the, the, you don't want the word out that more people jump to their death off the GWB than you than you realized. Maybe someone could look that up. I think we uh, I think we get at least uh, I think we get close to 10 people a year jumping off that damn bridge. It's nothing like the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh my God, which is a destination for suicide. When people start thinking about killing themselves, one of the number one destinations to go to kill yourself is San Francisco and you jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. David Hernandez with the $50. Uh, you're a carryover listener from Bubba the Love Sponge. Right on, David. Welcome. Um, I haven't checked in with Bubba in a little bit. I found out he got COVID, the coronavirus. He was fighting it. I texted him immediately. He said he was on the other side of it, but I don't know if that's true. Uh, do we have an update on the Bubba? On the Bubba the Love Sponge? I should have him jump on this thing real fast. Maybe I could do that. Did you see the Golden Gate documentary? What do you think? I'm a rookie, Jason Har? Of course I did. We had the guy on that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. And I asked him the question, so what were you thinking as soon as you jumped? And he said, I was thinking, I don't want to die. Why did I do this? 
And he's one of the lucky ones that hit the water, and you hit the water hard, man. I don't know exactly how fast, but it's it's a lot of speed. And he fucking survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge, and he was part of that documentary. Uh, the documentary is very, very twisted. I forgot the name of it. Uh, do you know the actual name of the documentary? And the filmmakers, they're full of shit because basically they set up cameras on both sides of the Golden Gate Bridge because, you know, the word was out that a lot of people jumped to their death. And these filmmakers decided they wanted to capture a lot of people jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. So they set up cameras on um, both sides of the bridge. And they basically told the city, I think, if my memory serves me, that they were kind of filming traffic patterns for the Golden Gate Bridge. But uh, they had something uh, way more sinister in mind, and that was capturing people uh, jumping off the bridge. And then they turned it into a documentary. They found out it's called The Bridge. Thank you. You're right, John uh, Fanouf. Fanouf. I'll, I'll get your uh, last name right eventually there, John. I see that you're becoming a regular to the live stream. Yeah, it's called The Bridge. It's, uh, it's dark. It's twisted. It's, uh, but it's a damn good documentary. They find out about um, these people that jumped off the bridge, and then they then they tell a little backstory about their lives, and then they kind of interview like family members and stuff about the person. It's uh, it's definitely dark, um, but we had the guy on that actually survived jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh my goodness, that's fucking nuts. Um, but anyway, uh, so there was a first today. Um, it's so funny when you say to yourself, you know what? Today's going so well. Don't ever say that to yourself. You'll jinx it. Got the kids off to school easy. Um, everything was was doing uh, doing well. I did some stuff for the podcast. I'm like, man, I'm having an easy day. I think I'm going to take, take a little nap. Oh, but I got to take the dog for a walk first. Actually, it started with my wife while I was um, uh, scootering the kids back and forth to school with the electric scooter. Uh, my wife texts me. She goes, uh, I'm walking the dog. I'm like, yes, awesome. And I get home and uh, I'm relaxing. And then I get another text from my wife saying, there's uh, shit hanging out of doggy's ass. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And she's like, I feel so sorry for him because there's like an inch of a, a, a turd just hanging out of his ass. And she goes, I'll walk him some more and, uh, you know, hopefully he'll release this thing. And uh, he shit more, but the thing wouldn't snap off. So the piece that was hanging out of the ass, that snapped off. But then there was another piece that was now hanging out of his ass. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So she brought the doggy home. And uh, the first thing I thought was, ah, maybe I could put a pair of my underpants on the dog so he doesn't smear shit all over our apartment. And stupid us, we got a lot of stuff that's like white and cream colored. Um, and uh, so the dog just wants to sit down everywhere. And, 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 and like he's playing bingo, he's gonna just leave, you know, dots of poo all over the apartment. So my thought was, I'll just put a pair of my underpants on, on him and I'll, you know, I'll get his tail through somehow. And that should be good until I can take him for another walk and hopefully that'll uh, dislodge the poo. 
Well, I put the underpants on Doggy, and he wasn't having it. He wouldn't fucking move. He just stood there like, what the hell are you doing to me? Um, so I had to take the underpants off Doggy. And now we're looking at this thing, and it's it's a significant piece of poos, you know, hanging out of his ass. I'm like, oh, my God. So I take him back outside to the dog park. And because he's got the, the poo hanging out of his butt, every dog in the neighborhood want to sniff his butt. They're thinking, oh, my God, what did I do to, to deserve this buffet? And they wouldn't leave Doggy alone. I mean, he was uh, – he was he was he was quite popular at the uh, dog park today as everyone was sniffing his butt and the turd that was hanging out of his ass. I'm like, oh my god! And then he's struggling and shaking, trying to get this thing loose. He tried to go to the bathroom like three times and it wouldn't uh, dislodge. And then, of course, you know, you guys have seen Doggy on the live stream. He's a he's a very very you know furball basically. All of a sudden, he's tired of the dog park from trying to dislodge the poo and decides he needs to sit down in the gravel. That now smushes the, the poo all over his fur and, and his backside and now has picked up gravel and, and very fine gray uh, soot, it looks like. So I bring Doggy home, and I, I go to my wife. We got a problem. I, I texted her ahead of time. Let's get ready because this is going to be a mess because now it's just a fucking mushy mess coming out of his butt and it's matted in all his hair back there because he sat down and i'm like oh my god so we got him into uh the shower we got a nice walk-in shower and i get the hose and uh now i'm just just basically water blasting poo uh away from his butt and out of his fur and that wasn't good enough because I could see that he was really struggling. So then I'm, I'm taking paper towel and I'm, I'm now trying to pull poo out of my doggy's ass. And I was able to get some of it. And that's when we both started dry heaving because it was so fucking disgusting. And, and the shower was really uh, warm and there was no air. So we're all sweating. The dog's panting. He's like, what the hell's going on as I continue to try to water blast poo out of his butt? Uh, and then I'm like, I look at my wife like, don't think differently of me right now, but I have to do this. And I took the glove off. I'm like, I got to get in there. So now I'm scraping poo out of his asshole. And I'm using the, uh, the, the water hose to try to like just blast it with the water. <laughs> yeah, turn wrangling. And, uh. It was quite the fucking scene. Now the dog has just completely given up. He's allowing me just to do whatever I want with his butt to try to get this poo out. I was able to dislodge the poo. Now it's all in his fur, all matted in. I'm fucking water blasting it as best I could. Then I go, go get the scissors. And then uh, I'm now cutting the fur around his butt because the, the, the poo is so matted in that part of the fur that now I'm just cutting clumps of his fur out and uh, attached to it is pieces of poo. The whole shower just has pieces of poo all over the goddamn floor. My wife's like, oh my God, because I'm blasting the poo and it's flying all over the place. It's hitting her in the feet. It's it's uh, now hitting my dog. 
we're, we continue to start, uh, well, not start at this point, we continue to dry heave. And uh, long story short, I was able to clean out his butt. Yeah. Opie's a dog groomer now. Well, what are you going to do? It was either that or let him do like bingo dots all over, uh, all over my fucking house. The shower needs a good Clorox cleaning, Andy says. Uh, yeah, you might be right. <laughs> Brian Bernard's just giving me puke emojis. It was disgusting. I told you over the years that, uh, you know, the kid could get in there. You know, like I was the one when the kids uh, were puking and having, uh, you know, diarrhea and whatever. I was, the one, I was the one that was able to wash out the sheets and wash out their clothes in the sink. No problem. But this today was rough. The smell was god awful, and I was definitely dry heaving. I was uh, I was out of my league today. That's for sure. Larry Bologna, all part of owning a dog. Hong Dong, are you still married to the same girl, Ope? Yeah. Why wouldn't I be? I, I've been with my wife for uh, seventeen years. That's crazy to think. And married, uh, what are we up to? Almost uh, almost 13 years. Wow, that's crazy to think. Uh, but dogs are worth it, though? Yeah, I guess. But every day, it's uh, every day it's something with this dog. Knuckle deep. I didn't go knuckle deep. But I started thinking I might have to, you know, put a digit in there to get things uh, moving. <laughs> but thank God when I was like, grabbing at poo and pulling it out of his butt and then it uh it looked like uh i did the job because then like uh the the butt the butt went back to normal because it was kind of wide open with this stupid piece of poo just hanging out of it too much information <laughs> big shrimp what the fuck you got a great imagination oh fisted his dog and his wife watched what the f oh my eye god damn it this itch feels so good. Oh, I'm going to itch my taint after this. Oh, get right in there. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus. Now I can't see out of that eye. I itched it so much. The stupid pollen. I'm not going down the ugly road tonight, guys. I actually complimented Jimmy a couple times. Oh, th that's what I was going to say. So um, Pat Duffy brought up the uh, all the UFC fighters, you know, putting Jimmy in moves and hitting him and stuff. And I turned that into a montage that uh, is on my YouTube channel. But then the other thing that Jimmy did that was so fucking funny, and I think this was a bit that wasn't part of uh, Opie and Anthony when he would uncomfortably hug all the celebrities that uh, came into the studio. And I, and, and I turned that into a montage that's on the, uh, the YouTube channel. Rachel, wash your hands after you scratch the taint. Wouldn't want you to end up with pink eye on top of the allergies. That is the best. Every time you see somebody with, uh, with pink eye, you know they were touching poopy. That's how you get it, right? You touch the poopy and then you rub your eye. And that's how you get the pink eye. Uh, David Butcher, when's the last time you spoke to Anthony and Jimmy? Uh, well, I started taking phone calls from Anthony when I did the um, the new show with Carl and Vic and Sherrod. Those were going very, very well. We did five or six of those, and I felt like there was a path to keep the ONA brand together. Um, but they were moving very, very quick on their end, and they really wanted us to move over to um, Anthony's joint. 
and I felt like it wasn't the right place for me. So I, I, I turned it down and then, um, that's my recollection. And then, um, you know, then the hate got really, really, really bad after that and continues, unfortunately, to this day. So um, as far as Anthony goes, I I talked to him for the last time on the phone four or five years ago. I haven't seen him in person in seven. And Jimmy, I don't know if I ever told this story. So Jimmy uh, works out at the gym I work out at. I was leaving uh, the locker room and I opened the door and uh, <laughs> it was Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know if I ever told you guys this. And I, my natural reaction was, so he was coming into the locker room and I was leaving. And this was the first time I saw him in, uh, I don't know, a couple of years. And uh, I swear to you, all I could muster up, it was just a natural reaction. I just went, Ugh, really, really loud. And then walked by him and, and uh, left the gym. So I, I guess that was the last time I talked to Jimmy. <laughs> but that was my natural reaction. I always wondered what I would say if I saw him or whatever. And, and what came out was just a, ugh. And that was it. Jacob, did he respond? Jimmy? I swear to you, I have no idea. I have no idea what he said to me. I think he was in shock that he was just opening up the door and I was on the other side. And I uh, I blew past him pretty fast with my ick. I'm sure, knowing Jimmy as much as I used to, I should say, I'm sure, I'm sure he uh, he had a retort. But I honestly could tell you I did not hear anything. But I'm sure he, I'm sure when he realized what the fuck was going on, he had a quick something something to say. But I blew by him. So freaking awkward, yeah, Brian Bernard. It was really awkward, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, he obsessed over that for weeks, guaranteed. Ah, probably. How did you not laugh in his face? It was just a natural reaction. was just to be like, ugh, God. Oh, oh, and I said God, too. Ah, God. That's right. I said that, too. Because <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, oh, really? People don't realize that Opie doesn't dwell on the past. Everyone keeps asking about it. I like to dwell on the past in a, in a good way, but... Um, the drama sells every day when I turn this on. There's people in the comments trying to beat the shit out of me or ask about the past. And um, I let a lot of pitches go, or I try. And then, uh, you know, every once in a while, I guess I take a swing. It's hard, man. It really is hard. We did something very, very special. Very, very special. And people really give a shit about it. Pia, Opie looks like a chick. Yeah, well, that's why I grew this. Without this, forget it. I remember walking through an airport when I had hair like this and I got the famous, uh, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> Jesus, not good. Starting to look like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused, that fucking guy. That was when I was on Jay Leno with a giant shirt. Thank you, Keith the Cop. Flew out to LA, Jay Leno. Keith the Cop's uh, wife was in fashion. And she ordered uh, clothes for, uh, I, I know me, and probably Anthony. Keith's like, don't worry about the clothes will come in time. I had nothing on me that was TV uh, worthy. And uh, this fucking shirt came. It was, I was truly a medium back then. I'm probably a large now, trying to get back down to a medium. If you give a shit, 
This thing was like a double XL. It was a I had to go on Jay Leno with a giant shirt and giant jeans. They got my size wrong somehow. Look for yourself. It's on YouTube. And then, uh, and then I'm next to Matthew McConaughey. You know, I think he wants sexiest man alive. And there I'm sitting on Jay's couch with a giant fucking shirt. Thanks to Keith the Cop, who meant well. I should have got my own clothes, obviously. And then I took a picture with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I should, I should post it on my socials. Because I'm sitting there with my stupid, big, giant shirt. <laughs> and I'm like, I look like a fucking loser. And then... um. After after the appearance, I, I took a picture with Matthew McConaughey, and I felt way better about myself because he has a stupid big head. His head is ridiculous how big it is. It's abnormally big. And then I was like, okay, I don't feel as I don't feel that bad that I went on Leno in a giant shirt. <sighs> yeah, of course he would have. Club Soda Candy would have got you you a perfect shirt, of course. Here you go, G.H. Medium, just like you like it. And there you go. There's the hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't forget to get your hold on, hold on t-shirts at opradio.com. Pew, pew, pew. A pew, pew, pew. I remember being on the side of the stage with Anthony just before he went on um, Jay Leno. And uh, me and Anthony barely talked when the mics were off. Barely, but we're standing there like, holy fuck, we're about to go on Jay Leno when it was a big deal to be on a, a late night uh, show. And uh, the Killers were the musical guests, Matthew McConaughey. And uh, they were making uh, margaritas during the commercial breaks because it was the last show before the big uh, break that uh, the Tonight Show took. And we're just about to be introduced. I'm like, holy shit, are we really about to fucking walk on to Jay Leno right now? And I remember Anthony looked at me and said something like, this is, this is a big fucking deal. Uh, and said something like, which surprised me, something like, like, remember this moment, remember this, or something like that. Like, he really understood that this was a huge thing for, for us personally and for the show. I remember fucking Anthony was in the moment going, holy shit, we're about to fucking do this, remember this. And I think he was remembering back... Uh, Hopefully over all the good times we had up to that moment and, and everything we accomplished together. And then I remember just having so much fun and I love the killers and they were performing. And then we go to commercial and Jay's like, like, you know, the blender was behind me and Anthony and he lifted it up and they were just making margaritas. I'm like, this is fucking nuts, man. It was awesome. Uh, oh, for the first time I saw your old Coca-Cola commercial. Oh, Satch. That uh, that was quite embarrassing. My friend Buzzy, damn good friend of mine. We've been friends since freshman year of college. Still friends to this day. I cherish my friendship with, uh, well, he wants to just be known as Jeff these days. And my other friend, uh, Fred. We've known each other a really, really long time. He ran the TV station up in Rochester, and he was always looking for, quote, I say, quote, models for shit he was doing or the TV station was doing. And he's like, dude, you want to be in a Coke commercial with a hot chick? And I said, well, hell yeah. I was just in my early 20s at this point. Problem is, uh, I'm not a model. And the other problem is, uh, it wasn't a hot chick. 
And we look so stupid and awkward uh, for that dumb TV commercial. And, uh, you know, it, it would have never seen the light of day, but I do it to myself. I One day I was like, you know what? Ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upload this to YouTube. <laughs> God, what an idiot. I look like a fool. I'm not posting the doggy thing on Pornhub, Jason Har. Yeah, Satch goes, hot chick, question mark. I just told you she wasn't a hot chick, but he told me I was going to do a Coca-Cola commercial with a hot chick. But that was my day. That was the first time I had to, like, clean out a dog's butt, and it was beyond gross and disgusting, and I could handle a lot. But today was rough. I just had to, like, ask for more and more tools. It started with paper towels, and then it was a glove, and then it was a washcloth. And then it was uh, like a, a, a hose sprayer thing to water blast it out. And then I needed scissors. And then I had to take the glove off. Brother man, brother man, checking out the live stream. My friend Mason. What's up, buddy? How do I feel about being back in New York City? Botched lariat. It's weird being back in New York. Uh, the coronavirus is definitely... It's not done, obviously, but it, I get the feeling in New York City that people are uh, turning the corner and moving on with their lives. Everyone definitely wears masks here, though. Um, they stick out like a sore thumb in New York City if you're not wearing a mask, and people get really fucking mad right away. Um, but it's weird, to be honest. Uh, after school today, my daughter was in a, in a park with her friends, and she came up to me like, I, I don't like this. There's too many people here it's it's you know a little too uh too crowded i was like all right right on man but um new york is is in pretty good shape i thought it'd be way worse than it than it actually is uh, a lot of businesses are coming back um but the problem is this is what sucks i mean i i get it obviously but it's it's frustrating all the businesses are trying to make up uh, some of the money they lost in the last year. So they have raised their prices. The prices here in New York City right now are completely out of control. And restaurants are basically saying it right on their um, registers and uh, front doors, basically saying our prices went up 10 to 20 percent because they're warning you ahead of time because uh, they don't want you to bitch when you get the bill because it's very, very noticeable. Oh, my God. City won't be stopped, Vincent Scaramuzzo? No, man. This city is prime for uh, the younger generation. They can get bargains on apartments now. A lot of storefronts are uh, looking to rent. Um, so, I mean, I think if you're in your mid-20s, late-20s, New York City is perfect for you right now. And grow with the city as it makes its comeback. Uh, Jamie uh, de Blasi, you know, even the prices of the holla carts uh, went up. You're 100% right. Everybody, they're just trying to make up some of their lost revenue. I get it. They lost a, a shitload. A lot of people lost their, their entire businesses. So the ones that survived, and now they're trying to make, uh, make some of that money back. So I, I get it. But, man, when you get these bills, they're really, really frustrating. How do you feel uh, about the term shock jock? It's right to be right off the YouTube. I always hated that term because I always thought the Opie and Anthony show was more than a shock jock radio show. We were labeled shock jocks and there truly were a lot of shock jocks out there that really didn't have any substance to them. And they just did really crazy ass shit on the radio to get attention. 
And we certainly did that, but we also were very uh, smart and very funny and had so much more to offer than just those shock jock stunts. So I always hated being labeled a shock jock. Brian J. Barkley with a little callback. Thank you, sir. Bill's sushi prices would never go up that high. You are 100% right, my friend. 100% right. By the way, I had sushi last night um, from that place I was talking about yesterday that I don't know the name of, even though we've ordered from them about six to eight times. That's why I came up with the brilliant idea of calling a sushi joint Bill's Sushi, so you remember them. I was kind of full. I had a piece of tuna left, and Doggy was right there. And I tried to, you know, feed the tuna to Doggy, and he would not eat it. I went, oh, my God. <coughs> wow. Did you hear that little before I sneeze? Enjoy that. Please enjoy that, okay? Um, but he wouldn't eat the tuna. I'm like, oh, no. And I've kind of felt kind of crappy all day today. And I was wondering if it was uh, the sushi from last night. I don't know, but I know Doggy didn't want it. That's not a good sign. Did I ever tell you about the bad sushi I had when I lived in Huntington? So it's never good when um, a sushi joint has like a sign that says 50% off. That's never good. But I loved my sushi back then. And I wasn't uh, making that much money. So the kid liked a liked a liked a, liked a good bargain. So I went to the fifty uh, percent off sushi joint and feasted, absolutely feasted on this sushi. Sushi. It sounded like fucking stupid Voss right there. Sushi. I had some sushi. And then I brought the leftovers home because it was pretty much all you could eat and 50% off. That's right. It was all you could eat and it was 50% off the all you could eat. Like a crazy ass bargain. So I just chowed down. And then I went home with some leftovers. Took some uh, shoshay to go. At that point, I'm like, I was feeling a little gurgly in the, in the gut. And... Uh, to be on the safe side, which was, it was too late to be on the safe side because I ate so much of the shoshay. Um, I'm like, you know what? Maybe uh, you shouldn't eat any more of this. So I had two cats at the time, and I put uh, a lot of shoshay in their in their bowls. Long story short, uh, the cats refused to eat the shoshay. I'm like, oh shit, I'm in trouble, and that. Like a squeaky door, my belly was like making all these fucking noises. And I'm like, oh no, here it comes. And yeah, it was just another fine time where I had food poisoning and had uh, explosive diarrhea for about 12 hours straight. So, but as soon as I as soon as I saw that the cats weren't gonna eat the shoshi, I knew I was fucking in trouble. Oh, Graham Crawford the fourth. It just says good evening, everyone, on the screen. How do I get you off the screen? Oh my god. Wait, there you go. I can highlight some of you fuckers on the live stream. How cool would that be? Let me see. Hold on. Let me highlight somebody. Uh, let's highlight this guy. John. He writes the naked bus was shocked, but the actual discussion and meat of the show is more than just a naked bus. Poor Bill Clinton. That SOB wanted to be on that bus so bad. Oh, I love this new feature. 
Enjoy your time in uh, the spotlight there, John. All right, let's try another one. I got my Facebook page back from the, the Russians, by the way. I think we're back uh, running 100% finally. So if you're giving me a few bucks on the uh, Facebook, I greatly appreciate it because uh, we just went to the store to get all the ingredients for chicken piccata. <laughs> I just wanted to say chicken piccata. And oh, my God. One bag of groceries, $67. Are you insane? Oh, and I got to put Gina Bobina. Look at Gina Bobina in the spotlight. I see him as a live bar reviewer when stuff opens up. That'd be cool. I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, Graham Crawford the fourth. you got highlighted. Who else can we highlight? This is fun. And it can even be a dick. I don't care. This guy on the fence if he's a hater or not. But what the hell? Casey and Norcal in the spotlight just saying, wow. What's up, Casey? Scott Arsenal just says, I want to be highlighted. Look what I do. He's not even saying anything and he's highlighted. Scott Arsenal, one of my regulars, in the spotlight. What's up, Scott? Uh, Gina Bobina says, well, let's put her back. You're awesome off the cuff. Gina Bobina, thank you. I like uh, I like improving. I really enjoy this a lot, actually. I, I turn this on with no plan, and then I'm like, oh, my God, why are you turning this on? You have nothing to talk about. And then by the end of it, I, most times I'm kind of happy. Uh, let's go with Cameron Baker. Opie Ranch should be the platform. Look at you, Cameron Baker. Uh, oh, my God, I could do this all night. Look at this. I just even I don't even know what you wrote, and I just popped you on. Highlight the hero cops that keep others from being stabbed. There you go. Holla. I'll tell you right now, the LeBron James tweet was not smart. That's not helping anybody or helping the situation. Hold on. Before I talk about LeBron James more, I got to go with Brian Marshall. Chicka piccata. Chicka piccata. What's up, Brian? Oh, my God. This new toy is going to be the best thing ever. And then I get to highlight like the, the people that actually support me. This is so fucking cool. Uh, let's see. Everyone likes uh, pulling poop. Well, well, let's. Why read it when you can see it? Jason R. Everyone likes uh, pulling poop out of the butt story. There you go. I dare you to eat fish out of that river. Well, why read it? There you go. Let's pop it on the screen. I dare you to eat fish out of that river. L O L. Uh, hell no. I mean, people catch striped bass out of uh, the Hudson River way up near the George Washington Bridge, which is in the distance. I definitely want to catch a striped bass out of the Hudson River. I never did it, but I got to, like, get the local knowledge. I don't even know where they go. I think they even go, like, more north of the bridge. And uh, I definitely want to try to catch some striped bass that are hanging out on the Hudson River. But I absolutely would never eat a fish out of the Hudson River. Oh, my God, no. I feel bad, though, because when I ride my bike, there's a bike path that goes right up the river all the way to the GWB. If you look really closely on the right uh, side, that right pylon or tower, right under it is the little red uh, lighthouse that was there before the bridge. And the little red lighthouse is still under the bridge. Most people do not know that. And I think there was a children's book about the little red uh, lighthouse. So there you go. Little uh, local knowledge for you. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, LeBron James. Yeah, that, that tweet was not smart whatsoever. My God. 
And I got to admit, uh, a lot of people saying that pretty much if anyone else tweeted what LeBron James did and then he took it down, he said something like, you're next to the Columbus uh, cop, they would get fired. They would get fired for that tweet in this uh, cancel culture world we live in. But it all depends on, you know, how much money you make for a company and how much power you got. And that's why, you know, LeBron James will skate. A lot of people are like, he should be fired. The NBA should kick him out. It's not the craziest thing to say. Just because anybody else tweets that, they absolutely would lose their jobs and livelihood. Oh, Andy Vollen, thank you for the linger longer. And Andy, look at you. You're a star. Lots of used laptops in that Hudson River. Yeah, I joked about that. When people are done with their hard drives, you know, some people have taken a hammer or a sledgehammer to their uh, hard drive. I always joked over the years that they throw them in this goddamn river because no one is going to go searching for hard drives in this Hudson River. I told you the other day the visibility is less than a foot. Brian Bernard, what's up, buddy? Lots of city bikes in that river, that's for sure. You've seen the pictures online. A lot of those uh, bike program uh, bikes end up in waterways around America, depending on what city you're in. So you got to shoot holes through a hard drive, Tony Hubner. There's a guy. Here's a guy. Uh, here's a guy that uh, sounds like he's had some experience. <laughs> Oh, I mean, come on. You got to put this up there. Larry Hanshaw with the treat yourselves. All right, come on. We'll do a few more highlights, and then I got to uh, help uh, make some chicken piccata. Oh, my God. You know about that, Gina Bobina? Imagine Magnet Fish. Let's try that again. I get so hyper to do these, and I get excited, and my mouth can't keep up. Sorry. So slow down a minute. Take a breath. Imagine magnet fishing in there. I just got a new one, too. Magnet fishing is all the rage. I don't know if you guys have uh, looked this up or know anything about it, but uh, I believe it's really uh, popular in Europe. And these, uh, these people, they get these really hardcore, massive strength magnets, and they're throwing them into waterways all over the place, all over the world. But I think it started in Europe. And they're pulling out all sorts of really interesting artifacts. Some stuff that is, like, kind of valuable. I don't think I've, I've seen anyone doing magnet fishing here in New York yet. I'm surprised by that. It's right to be right off YouTube. I, grow, I grew up on the canals. Well, let me put you up. Let me highlight you. Oh, I highlighted this guy by accident. All right, let him, let him have a moment, and then let me go to this. Uh, let me go here. Uh, I, I grew up, or I think you want to say grew. I grew up on uh, a canal system. We've been magnet fishing for 30 years. No kidding. I thought this was a newer thing. I had no idea it went uh, back that far. But look it up online. Just put magnet fishing in the Google, and uh, some interesting videos will certainly pop up. I want to do one more highlight. Who will it be? One more highlight. Uh, Brian Bernard, $4.99. Thanks for popping on, Ope. Have a great night, all. That is fucking cool. And now your moment of zen, as you see that I made $4.99 to live stream today. Oh, no, the Bubba guy gave me 50 The Bubba the Love Sponge fan. I picked up a few fans from the Bubba the Love Sponge world. From Bubba's army. 
who would have thought that you fast forward a bunch of years and I'm friends with Bubba the Love Sponge and uh, and I now support Bubba's Army. <laughs> thank you, Brian Bernard, and thank you to everybody else. Oh, time to make the chicken piccata. I thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I really got it. Dudes, I got to go. I got to make some chicken piccata. Boo-boo-boo-boo-boo-boo. <laughs> 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 <laughs>